Hi. Hi. <laughs> Long time no see. Yeah. No, want to talk about the man in the mansion? <laughs> yes, let's welcome everyone to this episode of Squidcast. I'm Kelly. I'm Brittany. And today we're going to talk about season two, episode 14 The Man in the Mansion. Brittany, <laughs> what was your opinion of my mummy video this week? Oh my God, I was dead. It was so funny. I watched it over and over again. I thought it was hilarious. Just so listeners know, we're recording a little ahead of time. So this, you know, obviously you guys have already seen this mummy video. We're living in the present. You guys are living in the future. Uh, who knows what could have happened? Maybe we've gone viral and we have, we're world famous people now. Are we but... famous yet? <laughs> we're working relatively kind of not very hard on it but we will be famous one day <laughs> one day and then i won't have to work tax season i can only work oh. during the off season i know right <laughs> oh the mummy God. video was hilarious i almost <laughs> peed my pants like 10 times while i was How doing did you it get that outfit on you Greg, help me. Oh my God. And like the, the face. I said to Greg, <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Greg, Greg, help me get wrapped up like a mummy. And he did all the filming and stuff. <laughs> but I guess you filmed when he walked by waving. <laughs> that part killed me. I was laughing so hard. And he's like, oh, hey. Hey neighbor. I know. And I love that the dog is in both shots. He's on the street and he's with me on the deck. It's so funny. Oh my god. No, it was so good. It was so well thought out. I'm just well, I had the shots in my mind. I had this idea. I get these notions, right? And I go, okay how are we going to do this? And I was like trying to think I was going to wrap myself in toilet paper. And then I was like, no, that's wasteful. So I ripped up a sheet that I had as part of my stash, my project stash. Right. And Smart. so we used that. And then the fucking shit wouldn't stay up. Like I had to pin it all together with safety pins. And it was just like, it would turn into this like long process of having, making the cotton worth it stay up and then i had the shots in mind that i wanted to do so i just directed greg and he was my photographer and he would make me watch every time he took a shot like took a take i'd watch the video and i would start almost pissing my pants <laughs> oh my god it was so funny it was so funny i think that's our most commented on real really i think so oh well we had people so like funny. Denise, my friend Denise saying like, oh, your poor neighbors, but it's just like, who cares? Like, I don't care. And Greg was like, oh, wait, our neighbors are going to be in the shot. I was like, I don't give a shit. Like, who sees me? Like, I'm doing a video. Come on. Yeah. I have important things to do here. And people like fun. <sighs> Listen, <clears throat> I was thinking about it before we started shooting it, thinking this is so dumb. Like, the fact that I put all this effort into something that like I make no money from. <laughs> it's a hobby. It's fun. But I'm like, and it brought me joy. 
what the hell like it gives me joy it made me laugh I almost peed my pants so many times like it was so worth it you know what I mean it was so funny oh my god oh my god the second I got the notification I was watching it and I was like oh my god <laughs> this is amazing this is the big idea you were talking about I assume yes well i had the audio right from the me talking about wanting to be mummified when i'm dead yeah, yeah. and i was just like it would be funny to have me re a mummy just doing regular everyday things <laughs> like preparing <laughs> or just being a mummy like it's kelly from down the street <laughs> she's a mummy <laughs> it's fine oh my god just treat anyway. her like a normal person that's enough. I just needed someone to pat me on the back and tell oh me God, I was, it was so, so funny. funny to do this mummy video. Mark I was had... laughing so hard. We were both <laughs> laughing so hard. Oh Allie my God. said she couldn't stop laughing. She thought it was so funny. She couldn't get over it. It's so Everybody funny. loves the Greg part. Like They think it's so funny that he's walking he's like... and saying, hey. <laughs> oh, it was so good. I... Yeah. I honestly completely forgot about that episode though like i had forgotten me about too <laughs> i know and i was listening to it, i was like oh yeah i completely forgot about that episode like it was like nothing isn't that crazy honestly i think that this episode is gonna be like that really for me you know what? Like you're, you might not be wrong because I was like, what's wrong with me that I don't feel? I'm not connected to this Sully character at all. Me neither. So what was the last episode that was when she was in Florida with the gator and the girl and the gator was yes, terrible? And he right? was doing sessions with Gordon Gordon building a barbecue. Right. Okay. Yes. I think I'll remember that one. I'll Obviously, that. I remember the uh, aliens in a spaceship and stuff. Oh, for sure. But the headless witch in the woods, I, I honestly, it was no. so forgettable. So forgettable. Which is funny because I was terrified. Like, was I traumatized by the episode? You were put it the whole time. I was listening. I was editing it. I was laughing because you kept talking about how scared you were, and I was laughing, <laughs> making fun of you the whole time about how how crazy it was that you were so scared. You were like, <laughs> when we, I remember when we now that I'm thinking about it when we were talking about it. You were like, "What are you talking about?" It was so funny, and I was, I was like, laughing. I almost shit my pants. <laughs> I was laughing so much during that episode. <laughs> And that reminds me, we were talking earlier about Mark not wanting to fly. I am a, I am a huge fan of flying. I love airplanes. I've always Same. wanted to be a pilot. I've wanted to learn how to fly. I fucking love them. I love, love flying. I love taking off. I think it's exciting. Yeah. I love I like, that feeling though when your ears pop. Oh, the ear part is the worst. The altitude? Not even. I'm just like, when I land, I can't hear for three days. Like when I get there, it's like, takes seven years for me to like get my hearing back. It's awful <laughs> but anyway but you're on vacation, yeah. so it's fine headless witch <laughs> in the woods forgettable shit forgettable but the man in the mansion maybe forgettable i don't know i wasn't thrilled with we're gonna talk about it but i wasn't thrilled right. with hodgins performance in this episode really yeah i didn't believe his character 
Okay. Let's do this. Let's talk about how everyone makes fun of Booth for being in therapy throughout this okay. entire episode. Listen. <laughs> I cannot believe, like, it wasn't that long ago, right, that they did this show. I'm like... Honestly, that's that's why I, it annoyed me, I think, was how unsupportive everyone was. Literally every single person, we're going to bring it up. We're going to point it out every time it happens. Okay. All right, let's do it. But Brittany, let's get this okay, show on it's the happening right now. Go. <laughs> we start this scene with Brennan questioning Booth's attendance at therapy. Mm-hmm. And Booth is very defensive and is like, what are you talking about? It's not therapy. It's an evaluation layoff. And she's like, well, it's with Gordon Gordon, you know, kind of like James, James Bond, mm-hmm. which honestly, I, I'm with Brennan. I thought that that's how you say it. It is not. Apparently it's Bond, <laughs> James Bond. <laughs> so I got an education during this. You, do you like James Bond movies? I don't mind them. They're pretty good. Oh, but honey, Mark I, is obsessed. To, like he would I be used so to watch them. I used to see them in the theater when they came out. Okay, I was so like, you know that it's Bond, James Bond. Hundred percent. I have my favorite Bonds. I have my, you know, boom, boom, boom. Who I love your favorite Bonds. It. Obviously, we need to keep going. Otherwise, this episode is going to be like five hours long. But you know what? We can Bond, skip a lot of one. this shit. You know? Yeah, we can skip through the episode. Who's my favorite? Okay. I'm quite fond of Daniel Craig. He's great. Mark has been watching um, Pierce Brosnan. Listen, can I? Okay. Number two for me is Pierce Brosnan. That's Mark's too. People hate the Pierce Brosnan era. Yeah. But I, I have a real soft piece of my heart for Pierce. Like, I think he is, oh my God, he's amazing. I think he's so Not a good singer. He's so beautiful. Great bond. He He's was so in Mamma Mia and I was like, oh, ah, whatever. <laughs> He's so beautiful. Like, how could you not? Yeah, no, honestly, I've watched a little bit. Mark has been watching James Bond recently, actually. Anyway, you know, Bond, James Bond, Bond. not James, James, James Bond. Bond. Shaken, not stirred. Shaken, not stirred. So I guess if she's <laughs> a true, <laughs> if she's right, and Gordon Wyatt's name is supposed to be said, it wouldn't be said Gordon, Gordon Wyatt. It would be said Wyatt. Wyatt. Gordon Wyatt. Yes. So anyway, nothing actually happens in this first scene. It's just her being like, why are you going to therapy? And then being like, it's not therapy. And then they have a conversation about the therapist's name. And they're walking the, They're walking onto the crime scene as this is happening. The crime scene is the Bancroft Mansion. Um. So when they get there, Cam is already there. She's looking over the body. And Brennan is like, of course, as always happens when there is a body that is not only bones. She's like, why am I here? There's flesh. I don't need to be here. This is ridiculous. Turns out, (laughs) this is ridiculous. (laughs) Turns out the Bancroft family is rich. Tell me more. I just want to, before you go on, I just want to say this. Booth looks so hot in this episode. He does. I'm going to give like the only reason to watch this episode is to look. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with David Boreanaz. His skin looks amazing. 
he looks so good and then that the black on the black i think tie. it's a directorial i think it's i think it's the direction the lighting because, i don't know what's going on because his his skin looks so good he looks so good yeah he looks great i like, think it's meant to be like that because hot. it's like he's having this like psychological even, breakthrough he's wearing but normal even his eyes look clear like he's sober like he looks really yeah. clear and very good he looks so beautiful this he this, does this he episode. looks great okay therapy, go on flesh therapy suits booth <laughs> So the wife is in the kitchen. They're going to go talk to her in a bit. Um, when they get there, there's a body in a study, just like in Clue. Um, this house is humongous. It is a full-blown mansion. Yeah. And apparently they own the Bancroft wing at the Jeffersonian. They paid $60 million bucks for it. So obviously, even though there is flesh on this body, Brennan is going to be there because she is the best. So mm-hmm. There's multiple stab wounds. This guy is bound to a chair in the study. It looks like his body's been there for a while. Like it's not in good shape at all. Also, how's that smell in that room, guys? Yeah. No one is acting like it's even remotely smelly. Well, okay. The smell, but also. Like when that wife came home and opened the front door. It would have yeah. hit her like a ton of bricks. Oh, that smell. yeah. It would have been disgusting. Also, apparently there are flies. Yeah. That get everywhere. So Booth, when he walks in, Cam is like, uh, Booth, you got to tuck your socks at like your pants into your socks. That's gross. When we when... find out that he's wearing regular socks and oh, not regular socks. Yes. Um, his new look. But yes. like even just the fact that there's flies, like it must reek in this house they're like really bad flies too it's not good it's just not good when he tucks his socks in is this where no that's not where cams asks him about his not g-r-a-p-y okay go Therapy. <laughs> That's so funny. This is like a reverse spelling bee. <laughs> I thought that you said different letters than you did. <laughs> So we meet the wife. Her name is Clarissa. Very nice looking lady. <laughs> yeah. Turns out that they had spent three weeks apart, at which point I'm watching this episode. I'm like, so are they separated? Like what's the deal here? Do rich people just not spend time with their spouses? Um, yeah. So she tells them that he works for some youth center with some rough neighborhood kids, tough kids, as Booth says. Um, so she didn't contact him during those three weeks for some reason because I guess he doesn't get cell service was her thinking. Anyway, something is something seems weird here, but it seems not it doesn't I, I don't get like a killer vibe from her. I just get like a we have something that isn't going very well with our relationship vibe. Right. 
Um, this actress, her name is Meredith Monroe. Yes. She's from Dawson's Creek. Yes. But that's not where I know her from. Where do you know her I from, know Britt? her from Criminal Minds. Ah. She was Hotch's wife. Who's Hotch? I don't know. It's been a long time. He's the very serious looking one with the long face. You would know who I'm talking about. It's possible. So I remembered her from that show. And I was like, but I couldn't quite pin her. Mind is that was such a good show. I love her. I feel like it's a little cre- much creepier with less comedic relief than bones so i don't know if i could still watch it but i used to watch it religiously it's pretty rough some of the stuff is yeah. like holy crapola honestly i used to watch law and order svu religiously too and now i'm like oh my god i don't know if i, I know you that. like a dark girl i liked it dark now i'm like oh no thank you, like you. it's so dark she was also on crossing jordan or another she favorite was, show yes. of ours we should we talk about that show almost as much as well i like to bring it up almost as much as you bring up castle i was gonna say <clears throat> castle i will never ever shock too oh honey i just started re-watching that oh yeah i know it's so good i'm in season two right now okay it's so fun it's so it's fun. such a fun show it's so good and they all the actors on that show went on to do like pretty big things. Not all of them, but a lot of them made oh, yeah. names for themselves. 100%. Okay. Hodgins. Okay. Wait, so can we're... we just say this one thing? Yes. Because we never actually said it. <clears throat> when... Boo- when Brennan mentions to Cam that Booth's socks are black, or like she mentions about his socks being black cam this is when booth sorry brennan tells cam that booth is in therapy was that the scene that that happens i thought it was later no you know it happens at the same time because they're talking about the scene and then um brennan made mention oh that's it brennan goes oh you should talk to your therapist about your attitude about rich people and then because Booth has a real problem with rich people in this episode. Like he has these comments and he's very resentful and everything. And then Cam's like, you're in therapy. Yeah. And I just, I just wrote, leave Booth alone. That's where I wrote. <laughs> oh yeah. No, you're totally right. It's right at the end. Of, I said, right leave Booth end. alone. Anyway, go on. I apologize for interrupting. Oh no, I just totally missed it. I don't know why I thought it was later. It's because we um, were, I, played spelling bee with you and you got distracted and it was very confusing <laughs> um okay we're back at the lab and zach, back at the and lab. Hod- zach is at the computer and hodgins walks in and is inquiring about the the bancroft case and trying to get some details and he seems really off like really uncomfortable wants to know like okay what what killed this guy why did he die? Like, mm-hmm. tell, like, get, get, trying to get all the details. Cam comes in, same thing. She's like, "Are you okay, Hodgins?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah no problem." Wait, he knew his killers. Um, okay, yeah, I, I gotta go. I, I, yeah, I gotta go do the insect analysis. Like, kind of rushes off. Mm-hmm. And at this point, it seems pretty obvious, at least from the audience perspective, that something is up. Like, he is not his usual self at all. 
Right. And Cam quickly, even says, like, are you okay? Like, oh, yeah. Like, what's it's up, even Cam is like, mm-hmm. everything good? Um, And even Angela in the next scene is like, are you okay, Hodgins? Because he's looking at the next scene opens up. He's in his library and he is opening up the back of a picture frame from um, the crime scene. From the crime scene. Covered and in blood. It says, oh yeah, it's brutal. Like definitely part of was it witnessed the murder for sure. <laughs> um, and so he's taking out this photo that on the back of it it says Stoner Trip Me and Hodgins, August 1995. We're gonna come back to this photo. This and he's picture. like trying to hide it. He folds it up, puts it in his pocket, and Angela's like she walks in. Angela came in partway through this, and he's like trying to hide it from her. It's like the weirdest thing. At this point, we realize that he knew the victim, so it's like holy shit. Okay, well, there's something going on. Like, yeah, exactly. He's in the picture, but the when she walks in, she's like Haji, Haji. She calls Haji? him Haji, <laughs> and he's like being all like, "I'm okay." Like, every yeah, how's it going? Yeah, yeah, everything's good. Yeah, let's have lunch, whatever. And then she asks him, "Are you okay?" Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. No problem. Because she's like, like trying to entice him to like come to her office by being like, I have blood splatter patterns on my computer. <laughs> at this point, I was really I was mad at Hodgins at this point. Same. I was like, like, what the hell what are you doing? Are you doing right now? Like, what like, are you this doing? Was, this was the beginning of me not being convinced by Hodgins' character. And Isn't, I think I don't think Hodges would ever do this. Character. Yes. I don't think he would ever do this in a million years. Not in a million years. So I think it was kind of odd. Also, okay, now we really have to talk about it. Let's talk this about photo. the picture. <laughs> and can you please post it on our social media? Of course I will. You can't. And then we have to do it? like, can you we need to do like a little which one is Hodges? Yes, like a little little test. Which one is Hodgins? And there needs to be a fifth option, which is none of them. (laughs) Because not one of these is TJ Thine. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like, it's 2007 or 2006 at this point. You're capable of... You can do better. Fake IDs. Photoshop (laughs) is available to you. Regardless, the picture is of four guys, four rich white guys, naked with like banjos and guitars in front of their junk. And they're like, oh, ha, 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 like being stoned guys, yes. whatever. I'm like, lame, also, regardless. Does Hodgins play an instrument? I'm, who cares? I will never know. Do we ever find no. out, Brittany? You can spoil it. I have no idea. Oh, anyway. I need to go and Google it. Okay, now we I are... was just mad because they couldn't like... They couldn't find like a random picture of TJ and like CGI out his beard, something. It was, I don't know. I'm just not convinced. Also, it's so easy. There's two cases in this episode where they're (laughs) looking at pictures that are not him. (laughs) Oh, another picture? Yeah, at the end of the episode. Oh my God. It's like, oh, anyway, we'll, I don't we'll think I there. saw that. Anyway. But da, 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 da. Our opening credits are now playing. And now we have our intro.
All um, right. Now, back at the lab. Yes. Back at the lab. Back at the lab. We are with Brennan and her apparently new boyfriend, Sully. <clears throat> Boring. Okay. We're going to talk about this. This whole storyline, I just thought it was like, what the hell is it. this i forgot he existed me he too <laughs> i had no idea i forgot completely about this guy and i anyway, love that actor he's great but he's great don't like the character we love eddie mcclintock he's great but this character is like very poorly written and yes i he's so agreeable and like easygoing and like yeah very kind of basic you know so he's asking Brennan to go to a basketball game that he's playing in, that he's playing. It's like law enforcement against who again? Who is it? Who cares? It, it doesn't I matter. Remember. So he wants her to come and cheer him on. And she's being an anthropologist in the most moment saying, ah, oh, you know, what's the point in that? That's so stupid. And he's Public like, defenders. right. Thank you. So then he explains it to her in anthropological terms so that she'll understand and then she ends up agreeing to go to the basketball game because you know he wants to impress her and she's like oh you want to impress me anyway i thought they were cute they have good rapport i think the yes. actors are good together like they they seem to play off each other really nicely but this whole storyline i thought was like kind of like uh, basic it was a flop it was a flop <laughs> it was a flop for me also the number of times that they talk about how brennan sucks at being a girl in this episode okay that's another thing <laughs> that's another thing there's a lot of that girl talk where you're yeah. not a you're not a real girl and you're not girly so like you suck hugely at being a girl and i'm like, I'm like okay because she doesn't want to go to your basketball game suck a dick yeah <laughs> go suck somebody else's dick exactly that <laughs> anyway anyway okay so next oh my god can we just not even talk about the fact that hodgins goes over to clarissa's house so hodgins goes back to the house to the mansion Number one i have multiple questions about the, the crime scene mansion. she's still there she's living there is there could you do that smell? Does it still smell like a dead man? Reek. Also, the the study is just like there's like a line of like, please do not cross tape across it. And she's like there. Like they're they're standing in the lobby. They're not acknowledging this room at all. <laughs> there has not been a crime scene cleaner in this place. That that room is toxic. Oh, it's so gross. Also, just generally as a person. Like, could you stay in the place that your she dead husband was sitting? She should be walking around with a fly swatter. She should be walking around the house with a fly swatter yeah, going, oh, these good. damn flies. Like, come on. And also, like, wearing a mask or, like, gagging <sighs> every Jesus, five seconds. All the windows open, at least. Um, We get some indication that something happened between him and Clarissa mm. several years ago. Yes. Apparently, the last time that they saw each other, he couldn't grow a beard, which I challenged. But anyway, we'll come back to that. How old, How old were they? <laughs> like, okay, would they do each other when they were 12? Like, what the hell was that? No. Mean? So he basically is there to tell her, like, look, I have this picture. And he gave it back to her, which is so fucking weird. And to be like, 
listen, I am going to stay on the case. And when my like coworkers come by, you got to just pretend that you don't know me. And she's like, okay. I was so mad. I was so mad at this point. (laughs) It's so stupid. Could have been a phone call. Number one. Number two, he's then at the end, she's like, shit, like we were having marital problems. We're working through it, but I, am I a suspect? Like, I feel like I'm going to be a suspect because like we were having these problems and he looks at her and he's like, I can't talk about it. Clarissa. Like all of a sudden he has all this integrity. Yes. You already showed up. You told her to lie. No. So mad. Okay. It's so stupid. That was such a stupid scene. And we later find out that it was eight years ago that they were together. Okay. Eight years. Eight years ago, he couldn't grow a beard? How old is he? How old is Hodgins? This is another rabbit hole we have to go down. Because we already know that Brennan is ridiculously young. Oh, yeah. Didn't we figure out Brennan's supposed to be like... She was like 20 29 something? in season yeah, one. I'm like, okay, she went to PhD. Rwanda in the 90s. <laughs> started at the Jeffersonian in 1998 when she was how old again? <laughs> and how old was she when she dated like her professor? Like 22? <laughs> yeah, it's just, it doesn't... The timelines don't add up here. But regardless... Can I just tell you, the- I this case... I love the characters. I do like all the supporting characters in this, like a lot of them, especially what's coming up. But I just, this case is so dumb. It's dumb. It's dumb. How it's approached is dumb. The, when we find out who the killer is, Hmm. normally, if you go back and watch the episode, it's like, oh yeah, there we go. Hmm. No, I watched this episode four times. There's there was no indication no... whatsoever that this person no. was the killer. No, not at all. Like, at all. <laughs> anyway, so the next scene we go to they the youth center. They deserve an Academy Award. They should all get awards. I agree. We go to the youth center that uh, Hodgins' friend, whatever his name is, the victim, used to support with his millions. He used to go to this youth center with all these rough kids. And, Mr. Uh, Bancroft. Mr. Bancroft. Terry Bancroft. Yes. Has this youth center. So Booth goes down and he starts interviewing or talking to the guy who runs the place. He's like the director of the youth center. His name is Robert Fraser. This guy is an act. He's been around a while. But when I saw him, I was laughing because he's on this show called Veep. Have you ever heard of a show called Veep? Yeah. Yeah, he's on Veep. He plays like the nastiest, worst, most like narcissistic, self-centered, awful character. They're all terrible characters in Veep. Oh yeah, Veep is, but he's, his voice, he's using a, he's, he's using an effect with his voice in this episode where he's kind of like a rough guy. He's using like this kind of gravelly uh, kind of situation. He's trying to be yeah tough and he's like not a tough guy at all. Right. So (laughs) I feel like. I just love that he's like trying to be tough in this show. Anyway, so who cares? Uh, Booth finds out that there's a bit of information that's conveyed here, right? Where it turns out that one of the kids from the youth center was either a, he's a drug mule for someone. Yeah. And Terry Bancroft 
found out and also confiscated some drugs that this kid was uh, muling. And the idea was that Terry Bancroft would give the drugs to the police. That way the kid wouldn't suffer any kind of retaliative or retaliation from the gang that expected him to transport the drugs yeah. for them so that he wouldn't get hurt or he wouldn't suffer any consequences. I don't know how that works though. If the police have the drugs, how does that get the kid off the hook? It just means that it wasn't his fault that oh, he got the drugs okay. confiscated. He didn't take the drugs and try to sell them on his own. Oh, okay. He, you know what yeah. I mean? Which is what a he lot of people do. He didn't lose them. He didn't lose them. Get them yeah. stolen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They were taken from him. Yeah. Okay. Is that, that about sense. it? Yeah. That was basically it. They end up going over to this kid's locker and he's like, yeah, yeah. Like, let's take a look at the locker. No one is going to talk about the drugs like you can ask whoever you want but yeah like good luck um and they open this locker and they're like whoa there's blood on this kid's sweatshirt mm-hmm. and so when booth asks fraser when he last saw him the kid it was yeah. the day that yeah kid the kid julio it was the right. day that terry julio took- <laughs> julio julio <laughs> day that terry had taken the heroin from him so we're like okay at this point it seems like it's pretty likely that terry was killed because of this heroin right and so that it might be gang related yeah it might be gang related booth is like listen let's talk to the kids because i want to see if any of them saw um this kid have the drugs confiscated by terry and so all these kids are sitting around and they're all just looking at him like, we are not narcs. We do not listen. Say two anything. things. Yes. Listen. <clears throat> I don't think, honestly, like, I don't know a lot about gangs. I don't know from gangs, but I don't think a gang would go and kill Terry Bancroft. Like, it just no. wouldn't be part of the thing. No. And second, is, like it's not like a kid or whatever. It's not like someone, some random loose. End. He's a like, civilian. A rich he's person, what Terry Bancroft a c- is a civilian. civilian. He's not going to be touched. No. He's not part of the game, you know? No. And there's going to be a huge investigation if he dies. Exactly. And all the heat will be on them and they don't need that. Yeah. Right. Second, is Booth delusional? Like, does he really think those kids are going to talk to him? Yeah. Like where where has Booth been? Where has he been all his life? I guess his thinking well on the streets of Pittsburgh, as we find out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so why does he think these kids are going to talk to him? I wonder if he thinks more like to plant the seed, maybe, so that if one of them like, you're right, thinks on it hard enough, then it's like, oh, maybe I would want to help with this case. But I think you're right. I yeah, no, you you're probably right though. Like just saying it out loud just so that the seed is planted and they can come to him when yeah. they know something and they could do it on the DL. Like if you like see something, say something kind of idea, even if you don't want to say it in front of all your friends. I don't know. It was just like not a good situation. We find out that this kid is obviously killed, we think. Well, we don't know where he is at this point. We don't know where he is. He's missing. Mm-hmm. 
he's gone missing as of the time that Terry Bancroft was killed. Mm-hmm. He's dead. Mm-hmm. It looks like the drugs were involved with the kid missing and him being dead, but who knows? So we need the squints to get on their investigation so we know how Mr. Terry Bancroft died. Mm. Mm-hmm. But first, how Angela let's tells... go back of the lab. Yes, we have Angela and Brennan walking down the hallway chatting about this whole Sully situation because oh my god, Brennan doesn't really want to go watch him play basketball. Angela's like, whatever, just go. It sounds like a fun time. And then Brennan's talking to, to be a girl. Yes, Brennan's talking to Angela about how Sully hasn't made a move on her yet. There's this whole conversation about how many times they've gone on dates and how many times, you know what I mean? Like whether yeah. or not, you know, they should have already had sex and all these things. So she figures, Brennan thinks they've gone out four times. At first she says six though, because apparently she at first counts bumping into each other at the diner as a date. Well, fine brendan's a weirdo what can i say She's so weird <laughs> so they're in angela's office having this conversation while they're looking at some sort of mock-up that angela's done on the computer screen of this <clears throat> the victim's spine his spinal yeah. cord i guess so while they're talking about how sully brendan's concerned that sully is uh or like something damaged. wrong with them there's yeah. something wrong with him that he hasn't made a move on her yet. So then Angel's like, well, he could also just be super respectful. Like yeah. you have to give him a chance. Like you have to be patient and figure it out kind of thing. And then Angela does this thing. Well, oh, sorry. First I'll say that Brendan points out that there's a weird shadow on the spinal cord that is shown up in this animation that uh, Angela's drawn. And she's asking Angela if she made a mistake basically. And Angela's like, no, I don't. It's not a mistake. That's the way it I looks. I don't make mistakes. <laughs> exactly and then angela tells brennan to be a girl just be a girl already Ugh. so annoying and then and brennan says why is everyone anxious for me to be a girl and i wrote yeah. agreed agreed totally agreed brennan lay off everyone anyway so they're so having a little girl chat yes they are and then parallel to that Sully and Booth are having little boy chat. Oh my god. This made Sully, me laugh so hard. Um Booth totally has the hots for Brennan. Well, okay. This is so funny the way this this works. Like Sully's like, okay, what do I do? What do, he's trying to get Booth's advice on what to do with Brennan. And, and Booth's like, no, 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 no. First of all, guys, we don't ask for advice. And secondly, I'm not gonna help you get in my partner's pants. And I was laughing. I was like, ah so funny and he's like why not you want her don't you and and booth's like he kind of like booth's face is like his reaction says it all i know he does yeah totally and he goes no you know she's my partner no no the next scene or next not scene next episode is the one that i keep telling you about okay okay next episode next Next episode episode. regardless um so what is it oh sully accuses this is another one his sully says oh so you have to go get psychiatric treatment because you want to sleep with your partner or whatever and i was like leave him alone fuck off everyone this is now cam brennan sully 
They're just piling on. The poor guy is just trying to improve himself. Oh my god. Anyway, um, therapy is good. Sully figures that Brennan's the slow type and he just doesn't want to go too slow and not slow enough. And anyway, they get interrupted by some dude. Um, basically, he says that there's an APB that went out looking for Julio, the kid that was missing from the youth center. And it seems that they may have him down at the morgue. Yeah, not ideal. Fortunately, Sully takes his leave and realizes that now is not the time for this conversation. And Booth heads down to the, almost said to the lab, to the morgue. Yeah. And sure enough, he brings Fraser with him. Okay. Which is why, odd to me. Why is Fraser there? Where are Julio's parents? That's what a? I was thinking. This kid was 14. So sad. It's so sad. The fact that he was 14 and there was no missing persons report put out for him for after how long 20 it's been days 3 weeks or something yeah Ugh. like close to 3 weeks so he's just john doe number 1208680680 very sad mm-hmm. so julio's wearing a gold chain that seems to be an identifying piece of jewelry that fraser says yeah yeah i think that must be uh, julio because he's wearing this gold chain he has a single gunshot wound to the back of his head. So it would appear that the supplier did come for Julio. And Terry Bancroft, it's assumed that he was killed for the heroin because Booth is like, okay, obviously the heroin didn't make it to the cops. Otherwise, Julio wouldn't have been killed. Oh, I feel so awful for this kid. I feel terrible that it's, I don't, like I said before, why is Fraser there? Like, I just. Yeah, <sighs> it makes no sense why he's there. And then we're back at the lab with Zach and Kim. Back at the lab. Back at the lab. And they're talking and they realize that uh, Terry Bancroft was killed by the the killer had punctured his jugular Mm-hmm. Then left him laying on the ground for several hours. Then came back, forced his body into that chair, then stabbed him more times to make mm-hmm. it look like it was some sort of home invasion. Mm-hmm. And the blood on the on Julio's sweatshirt is definitely Bancroft's. So it's like okay, but would Julio at this point? It's like okay, then maybe Julio killed. Bancroft, but then Hodgins comes in and tells us that the kid had died um, 18.5 days ago, or sorry, Terry Bancroft died 18.5 days ago, and Julio died 20 days ago. Right. So wait a minute. You're going to have to help me with this because I'm so confused about, I get, I'm a little bit confused, but I just want to say one thing while Cam and Zach are figuring out that there's this blood that pooled in his back for several hours because he was on his back. Booth walks in and asks if there's anything new, any new evidence to go over. I want you to think, I don't know if you noticed how cam reacted to booth when he came in no well I'm okay picture she didn't like react she just she's so cool like she's very like 
I did notice that. Generally. She kind of crosses her arms and she's like, I think she crosses her arms. I mean, I'm looking at the scene right now. Oh, she's always got her arms crossed. Never mind. But she is very like, she kind of steps away from him and is very professional with him. Yeah. She's not like her regular playful self with him. No. Not no. in this episode at all. No. And I think anyway, that's why I just she noticed kind of jumped that. on board to make fun of him for being in therapy in like, Listen, the first little bit. She's got to work that out, and that's I give her that fine. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so basically Julio was killed 20 days ago, but Terry Bancroft was killed 18 and a half days ago. So someone tried to frame Julio by putting Terry Bancroft's blood on his sweater not realizing that they are able to make these determinations of time of death because Hodgins used the flies yes to figure out exactly and apparently and this was so, so cool to me which is why we should all take science classes i think they should offer science classes to adults like just random science classes that was so cool without like any kind of need to get a degree no prerequisite just walk in take a class because this is cool Hodgins says that they could determine within i think six hours yeah how long ago someone died based on these flies yeah i thought that was so cool i thought that was so cool and when i googled it because i was like i wonder if this is true apparently in is. 2020 yeah they came up with a whole other statistical modeling for maggots that like is even more accurate now i bet because maggots are like pre-flies right i think so because that will give you like the first stages yeah huh. i just thought that was really cool so it is we cool have, we have a framing situation yes as it would appear that julio died a gun a gang related death because of the drugs but before the execution style before but he died before terry bancroft so, so explain that to me at the end it's not please. working well okay yeah we'll come back to that yeah. so <laughs> i'm gonna make a note timeline timeline yes <laughs> so um now Next. we are back in the most uncomfortable situation ever. Brennan okay. did decide to go to this game. Brennan Angela goes, should have gone with her, in my I opinion. agree. The fact that Brennan has to sit there alone on the bleachers, I that is the worst fucking... I'm sorry, but I've done this. Listen, it's awful. It's so isolating. It's so awkward. These it makes you like, feel... Ooh, sully. It's well, like, this oh, is the thing. Is Brennan's awkward. sitting on the bleachers. There's these two young girls in front of her going, oh, Sully looks so hot. Look at how good Sully looks. Like, you yeah. talking about Sully, Sully, Sully. I thought they were so funny, these oh girls. God, they were so funny. I would love that part. Like, give me a part like that. I will do it. I will do it. I'll be like, oh, my God, it looks so good. It doesn't even we got. Oh anyway. My God. Was, and then, of course, Sully gets a basket. He turns around to run down to the other end of the court. He looks up at Brendan and waves at her. She waves back at him and then the girls look at Brendan like, oopsie. And they're like, like oh. Is there making comments like, oh yeah, he won't shower with the other guys. It's probably because he... They're talking he, about his dick! He must have some sort of dick issue. They And you hear one of the players, one of the, Sully's teammates calls to him at one point and uses the nickname Peanut. 
<laughs> they're all calling them peanuts. So, peanut, oh peanut, 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 peanut. I was like, like, oh god, it's all dick talk. It's, it's all dick like, talk. It's <sighs> oh my god. Okay, well, Gordon, Gordon, and Booth, meanwhile, are meeting at the Royal Diner, which is the only place they go to now. R.I.P. Wong Fu's. Um, <laughs> and basically, they're just walking on the street right outside the diner, and Booth is like is this therapy? Because it feels like an evaluation. I'm pretty sure it's an evaluation. And Gordon Gordon is like, dude, it's therapy. Get over it. It's fine. You're going to be in therapy as long as I feel comfortable that you're not going to start shooting ice cream trucks. Yes. Can I just say this to me? I wrote down in my notes here that he, Booth is such an addict. Like this is an addict thing where he is trying to rationalize like he rationalizes, like it's not therapy, it's an evaluation. It's not therapy, it's an evaluation. It's like a, a, a double-edged sort of like denial and rationalization. Yeah. And that is such an addict brain to do that That's kind so of interesting. thing to do that. Like, oh, no, no, it's everything's fine. Everything, you know. Everything's like, good. Okay. Oh, it's all good. I, I, I'm living in a cardboard box and, you know, uh, but I've got this really nice blanket. So it's all good. Everything's great. You know what I mean? Like you're just constantly rationalizing everything. Yeah. That's very <laughs> interesting, especially because of his character. Yes. He's an addict. And we know that he is an addict. Yes. And I wonder. Oh, Hunter. It's, it's so, that's an addict thing. A hundred percent to that's do that. So interesting. I wonder if he consciously like as part of booth's character like if this if this was written in like this for that reason i want to know i can't like does david drink does, is david boreanis does he drink alcohol i don't i've never I don't know i don't know this is a good question well yeah. we find out that wyatt is a trained forensic psychiatrist which I'm like, why is he doing this job then? <laughs> so basically, what is a forensic psychiatrist? What do they do? Forensic psychiatrist. I think that's like a criminal minds kind of thing. So he would help us with crime scenes and stuff. And All like, right. This is why useful. the killer will have done it. Yeah. So he wants to get some. He doesn't. He's offering some input to Booth. He's like, listen, I'm a forensic psychiatrist. Why don't you throw these ideas at me? about who did what and he basically starts using the words like he's basically talking about terry bancroft like he's this entitled rich dude until this episode i never really noticed that booth didn't like rich people really he does I it all the really time it. i guess i didn't pick up on it but so he is like Gordon Gordon picks up on the fact that he is not <laughs> loving rich people. Right. And he thinks that maybe that's something that he has to work on. Um, because he basically is jumping to conclusions, he thinks, about this guy and jumping to conclusions about the fact, like, hasn't even attempted to question the wife, even though she is a perfectly good candidate for being the killer um anyway he's just kind of like he pushes he pushes back with booth and i think that it's something that he needs what's wrong go on 
I'm listening. I'm just, I was looking at David Boreanaz's Instagram page. And uh, he's deleted a bunch of shit. And I don't know why. Well, that's weird. It is weird. It is weird. Because he used to have a lot more posts on here. It's very strange. Oh dear, that oh no. Okay, I'm I'm already thinking things. Okay, go. Where are we? Okay. Sorry. I'm looking up if he's Oh now I'm just getting oh god, I have to stop looking. Now I'm just getting spoilers from the show. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> we get to the end of this. Basically, at the end of the day, we figure out that he did all these things. He started, he stopped wearing his fancy belt buckles. He went to regular ties, went to regular socks. He's trying his best. And Wyatt is pushing him to look more inside himself. And he's like, what the heck? I did all these superficial things. That should obviously cover my bases. Why are you trying to make me think that I'm so upset about rich and title people? The conversation ends kind of like, on a cliffhanger this is where of. after bruce says that like when he goes you know what i took away my belt buckle i did all that stuff where he tried to conform this is where i wrote that i'm sorry but booth looks so good here like i'm gonna Way take better. a screenshot of like how good he looks at this like his he eyes look, look gorgeous great. his skin looks good he looks so hot in the black tie i'm telling you the white shirt oh yeah no he looks amazing yeah um Oh God. The next scene is so awkward. Brennan cannot be a person. Not a, who cares about being a girl, just like a regular person that doesn't talk to Sully about his penis while finishing a basketball game. You're trying to make her a girl now? No, just a person. <laughs> I think it's Don't be fun. a weirdo. This is a funny part. I thought, it, oh, it was pretty funny, but it was kind of uncomfortable. I felt kind of bad for Sully. So basically well, I just, the way she says it, like it was a very impressive display of manhood. And then she said, <laughs> athletics as an analog for battle. In fact, you were a warrior tonight. It sounded like a Klingon thing to say, like, totally. It is a great day to die. <laughs> you were what a do they say? We will die a warrior. We will die a warrior. I can't remember what they always say before they go into battle. They want to go to, there's some land that they want to go to. I'm sorry. I just saw that David Boreanaz is Italian and Slovenian. What? Oh my God. We are so close to David. This is He's so Slovenian? It says here on the internets. What? The, the surname Boreanaz is of Slovenian origin. origin. His mother's half Slovak and part Irish, German, French. His father's Italian, Slovenian. Oh my God. What? Is this real? This is shocking. I'm sorry. I'm totally going off topic here. That's I know. insane. Because I don't want to talk about Sully's dick, okay? No. No one wants to talk about that. So basically. I've Brennan never been more excited. Point. I've never been more excited in my life. She is like trying to get him to go, <laughs> like, let's go. <laughs> She's trying to get Sully to go take a shower and he doesn't want to go take a shower because he's like, no, like, let's just go. 
I'm not even that sweaty. Everything's fine. And she's like, well, like, you know that women don't care about these things, right? And she starts listing off all sorts of things. (laughs) Muscles, income, cars, attractive mates, tolerance to alcohol, hair loss. And then she kind of pauses and it's like, and of course the size of the sexual organ, like women don't care about that. He's like, Oh my God, (laughs) what is wrong with you? Like, we're not even off the court yet. And so she's like, I guess, I guess she thinks he doesn't get it. So she specifies that penis size only matters to other males. (laughs) But I also love how he's kind of like, so accepting of who she is. Like he's so, that's kind of why I like him, but it's also kind of why he's a little bit forgettable because she doesn't challenge him at all. He, he, he doesn't like, challenge her. He just accepts her for her weirdness. Yeah. He doesn't point it out. He doesn't challenge her. Nothing. Yeah, you're right. There's no challenge, no conflict. Which I think that that's kind of boring. There's but no he's conflict. Sweet. He's sweet. He's very sweet. He's very sweet. So they're going off to dinner and while they're going off to dinner, then Hodgins and Booth end up having an interaction. And the end of this interaction, the conclusion is Hodgins needs to go with Booth to the Bancroft mansion because Booth needs to determine whether the wife is part of this case. If she is in on it. Yes. Yes. I love how Booth does this where he's like, we got to get, we got to pull a con on the wife. And then Hodgins yeah. is so uncomfortable. He's like, yeah, you don't need me. I got a lot, I got stuff to do here. It's fine. Um, and then Hodgins says, your wife? I wrote, <laughs> by now you would think that Hodgins would know that Booth doesn't have a wife. Yeah. Like he's acting like he doesn't know what he's talking about. So like crazy. And I so still awkward. can't believe he's part Slovenian. I can't get over it. <laughs> You'll have to tell Greg that. No, Greg's going to get on the case. You know it. He's going to find out and he'll be like three degrees separated from We're going to find out that he is a Delenz cousin. <laughs> exactly. We can send him an invitation to Planitza. Yes. <laughs> and the podcast. That's number one priority. hundred percent. So Hodgins goes very reluctantly and it's so fucking awkward. Oh my God. So Booth gets to the house. Booth is standing in front of Jack. Hodgins and like you don't even notice that he's there at first he seems like this towering presence and then Hodgins is just behind him like hey I'm here to look at your muskrat hairs <laughs> um he fucks off and then the she... way he says it's very pleased to meet you hello Dr. Very Hodgins to meet you Mrs. They're being so obvious about it. So obvious. It's so and awkward. You know what? I think Booth picks up on it immediately. Oh, for sure he does because he tries to trick her kind of. Yeah. I think. Um, and then Clarissa is like an- not really answering the questions kind of. It comes out that she was at, oh, nice glasses. It comes out that she was having an affair. And so the person that she's having an affair with, she gives the name. It's her financial advisor. Gives the name to Brittany. Yeah, he could have been a suspect. Irrelevant. 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 Who cares? Um, she asks Booth, though, like, oh, what kind of doctor is Jack? Jack. <laughs> Jack. No one calls him Jack. <laughs> and honestly, at this point, you can just see 
his like booth's radar is his, ra- his little like, antenna is going oh yeah no he's not having any of it and very quickly after she says it like yeah they talk about a couple things yeah i had an affair blah 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 how did you how do you know uh Hodgins first name and then Hodgins comes around the corner which is very odd because he's supposed to be in the study which you can see straight in front of us but he comes around the corner like he's been like hiding behind the wall the whole time listening to this conversation he's like just tell him i know like he has no chill and i was laughing because booth's like oh so how do you know dr hodges's first name and i wrote here we go because i knew oh yeah picked up on it immediately and uh i just thought what a shit show what a shit show what a shit show and where was hodgins this whole time oh you're so funny (laughs) i think he was like listening in on this conversation around the corner i don't think he was looking at any muscle what's going on are they talking about it does she still love me has she been (laughs) talking about me did she say anything about me did she (laughs) did you guys talk about me when i was out of the room (laughs) she said my name she knew my name was jack this whole she okay. remembers this is when the shit hits the fucking fan oh man. my and I'm god just, just, it's insane to me it's insane to me it's insane that this happened at all i don't think hodgins would have done this but we're here now, now so this is completely not cool um so how does booth react oh he's so pissed off because it's like Hodge's like, it's not a problem, man. Like, I'm sorry. It doesn't change anything. And Boo's like, what the fuck? I should arrest you for tampering with evidence. Like, this is brutal. Like, go away, far away on vacation or something, and or look for another job. This is brutal. And I wrote, yeah, get him, Booth. (laughs) I know. I was like, shit. He, like, really lays into him. And honestly, he deserves it so much. Like, he knows. Like, he knows I was wrong they come home not home sorry they come <laughs> back, back to the lab. the lab yes booth and hodgins and hodgins is totally avoiding the whole situation and, and booth yeah. is like tell them tell them and but before that happens they have an important discovery and who cares so it turns out that muskrat fur is part of a jacket and happens that the jacket was worn by the guy mr fraser the one who oh, we had Fraser. met previously that was on veep <laughs> um, the director of the youth center i just love yes. how pissed booth is he's like yeah hodgins yeah oh, what's God. what's but what about the muskrat for hodgins yeah hodgins what do you have to say about that hodgins you want to tell him you want to tell him oh, he's God. so mad he's so mad it's honestly remind me of like a situation where like you get in trouble yeah. you did something bad yeah. and your parent comes home with you and yeah. is like why don't you tell your mother what happened go ahead tell your mom what happened <laughs> and you're like oh fuck i don't want to say anything is that a a good tactic no because <laughs> my mother's tactic which was terrifying and i will tell you my father was very abusive when i was a child oh, my no. mother used to say wait till your father gets home yes which is like in my family that meant beat down and i'm not oh, lying yeah. i'm not this is was real true oh my god physical situations here and i was like That's it was like enough to make me pee my pants like i would literally like i have vivid memories of my father coming home from work 
and I'm standing upstairs and he's coming upstairs to get me and I start yeah. peeing. I pee my pants because I'm so scared. Like oh it's terrifying. God. That's horrible. So you know what? I always wonder like, how do you deal with kids, man? Kids are hard. Kids are difficult. They hard. They 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 hard. They, they so are hard. hard. <laughs> they hard. <laughs> they are hard. And like hard. when you're especially when they're doing something where they're knowingly being a shit, like when they're older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's like you're trying to punish them and they're like yeah whatever yeah i don't know man it would drive me oh my god i can't say that i wouldn't react you know like if i got yeah. angry enough you know because teenagers especially some kids are maddening they're just oh yeah like you because they're doing it on purpose it's not like a kid they're testing you like yeah, they're testing sure. you right yeah um well we have 12 seasons of this show to go through and at this rate we're going to be talking about it when we yes. teenagers so yeah that's uh <laughs> not a teen maybe a preteen preteen we'll see how preteen <laughs> he'll be locking him in a room shut the fuck up <laughs> just teasing <laughs> mommy is trying to do her podcast <laughs> um yeah the youth center guy done it it would seem yeah um Booth finally gets Hodgins to, um, or Booth tells, sorry, um, everyone who's there, including Angela, which is not great, um, because they're all saying like, oh, good job, Hodgins, you solved the case, Hodgins, great job. And Booth is like, what the hell? Do not congratulate him. I, he says, I don't care what he does in his time on his time off, but when he screws around with evidence to get in the pants of an old girlfriend on one of my murder cases, that is a problem. And you see Angela's face in this scene, and she's like totally like flabbergasted mm. that this is happening. And Hodgins just looks at her like, uh, it's just Can a really I say, awkward though, scene. Again, I wrote down how hot Booth looks. <laughs> Did you even pay attention to this episode? <laughs> Booth, season 22, Booth's still hot. Oh. Yep. <laughs> still looking still good. <laughs> I, bet his I just noticed he that. looked particularly good in this episode. He did. He did look really good. Mm. And you also made great notes in addition to he's hot <laughs> we get to meet our favorite character caroline yeah not meet her but we get to see her i love her. her i love her so much oh i love caroline her is love the best her. she's amazing so she is the prosecutor on this case and basically booth brennan and hodgins are in a room with her and and cam and they're like trying to kind of tell her the issue with hodgins and she's like i don't fucking want to hear it like shut your mouth mm-hmm yeah so she's the prosecutor so apparently she has to share everything she knows with the defense so yeah she were to know that him and so she she says she has to share everything which means she doesn't want to know anything that's yes. the thing it's like a done yeah. thing so he starts to tell her not understanding that that's she doesn't want him to tell her yeah even though he, she's like stop stop telling me don't say anything bye don't see you later talk. well we find we find out as as audience members that Clarissa and him were engaged eight years ago. Holy shit balls! And then basically she cheated on him with Terry. 
Like, whoa. Was it because he couldn't grow a beard? Jesus Christ. (sighs) Anyway, Boo says, basically says that just like every other rich guy, he's saying Hodgins didn't feel like the rules applied to him. And you know what? I'm kind of with Booth on this whole rich guy thing. I think entitled there are there are entitled rich people. Absolutely. I don't think all rich people are like that, but there are definitely people. It's the same thing as like people who drive nice cars. There are so many people <laughs> who drive nice cars that drive like dicks on the road. I'm like Oh, Just they don't know how to park. They AMG. can't drive properly. I know, I know, I know. Jesus. Brutal. Anyway, what do we happen? So Cam says that he's off the case. That's basically yeah. It. And then Booth's like, "Yeah, he should be off the job." And then and- Brennan's like, "This not your decision, Booth." And Hodgins is just taking it. He's like, "He I says, okay, agree. I'm sorry. I was in the wrong. I Can will I just- deal with this whatever way you think is appropriate." Okay. I will say I love the way this scene was shot. I love. The, I was I was just about to say the same thing. The angles, everyone's face. Yeah, I like that choice. It was really like. I don't know why they did that. Do you have an idea? I'm I'm have a feeling it has something to do with like. I don't know what would that have to do with whether it's like things are like off kilter. Now Hodgins is off the case. What are they going to do? Yeah. This messes everything up. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe it was a directorial choice to kind of we'll have to ask send a him, message. We will. I also like the way that this courtroom scene was filmed. Oh, so yeah, I love it. This is actually during this scene. This is when I paused and I actually looked up who the director was because I was like, yeah. I love this scene. I did it after the angle shot. I okay. was like, who hey. directed this? do this yeah because, so basically there we get it we get to see the court case unravel like we, we have ourselves a courtroom drama we have a courtroom drama with our favorite prosecutor and who may i ask is the defense mr barron the defense attorney yeah who's What's that? his name that's this is a hugely famous actor the actor's name is ernie hudson Yes. From Ghostbusters. Who are you going to call? Ghost. Ernie Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Him. <laughs> yeah, he's he was in the more yeah, the more recent one too. He like repri- reprised his role. Oh, did anyway. he? Yeah, so he's fantastic. I love this actor. This I'm just going to say this right now before we get into this courtroom drama. I don't think we need to go through all of this detail, honestly. No, not at all. Um, but I just will say everyone gets on the stand, and I love how they chose to sort of, you know, the lawyer would ask a question, and then it would be a different person on the stand, and the yeah. next would be the ask the question and a different person on the stand. And it's like a follow-up or... to the other one and still exactly. like, they're answering it. It was really cool. And they had Dr. Zach Addy on the stand and he did yes. great. Yes. Looked very presentable. So all was good there. They they all do a really, really good job. And they 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 
basically talk about the facts that we already know. I just that love it. how like all the objections made me laugh because oh Caroline is so funny. Like she's so dramatic. She's, she's hilarious very- though. She's so funny. He's also like <laughs> I love some of the comments that. that he makes too. Oh, it's so funny. Was, they're both kind of on the on the job or on the job on the ball yeah clearly um caroline at one point is like let the so booth at one point puts his finger through this leather bomb jacket bomber jacket the muskrat collar with the muskrat collar and is like showing them like oh look look there's there's this hole look at this yes and Caroline is like, let the record show that the witness is wiggling his finger through the jacket in a very convincing manner. (laughs) And then obviously the defense attorney is like, um, objection to a very convincing manner. What the hell? That made me laugh so hard when he said that. that. So funny. Objection. That made me sustained. I thought that um, was really, really funny. What What about the one that made me laugh that Brennan said? I'm just trying to, I'm going through like all this stuff. And that she, they laughed and she was kind of like, oh. Oh, I, I was, I made the jury laugh because. I was uh, funny. She asked like, um, they were asking about the muskrat hair. Yeah. And Brennan was sharing that the hair came from inside, like inside the victim basically. And that the hair came from the jacket. And Carolyn said, and they came from the same jacket. And then Brendan says, well, they came from the same muskrat. <laughs> and everybody and like, laughed. Oh. I know. And she's I like, love oh. the, the convincing manner, though. It's I so funny. Fu- I said a funny. I yeah, a funny. I know. But the objection, objection to the use of the phrase, very convincing manner. I just thought that was, I thought, you know what? That would be a good thing to say all the time in life. Just go, objection to objection. your word. Objection to your use of the word smell bad. Objection to your use of circle back. <laughs> circle back. <laughs> Objection to your use of the word fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the people, the people, someone would just in the crowd, it's sustained. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. It was a good thing that booth had the conversation with all those youth because louise this nice young man from the youth center pokes his head into the courtroom as booth is taking the stand and he motions him he like is like yo booth come outside i have something to talk to you about and so booth i don't know that he could that a witness could ask this but booth is like turns to the judge and is like listen five he looks so hot but the judge was like oh anything for you Anything for you, Kelly just sees your hotness. And so do I. (laughs) We uh, get this this Louise guy is like, yo, I will testify that I saw Terry take the the dope from Julio. If it's going to help to make a case against Fraser. And sure enough, we come back into the courtroom and Louise is testifying. And it turns out that he had taken the drugs from Julio and he was going to be taking them straight to the police. So before the drugs went to the police, at that point, um, it would appear that Robert Fraser killed 
Tara Bancroft. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the the situation that they're presenting. Um, they still then they go back once they're back in the courtroom. They still do like the. This, I just want to say this kid is so sweet. Characters. He's so sweet, and I love he's how so Booth nice. like. Louise is doing it because he's really sad that someone killed Terry Bancroft because he really liked him. And he said yeah. he was a good man. And Booth says to Louise that he's a good man too, that I Louise know, is good. I know, that was so sweet. Uh, <laughs> it was a really nice moment, actually, because Booth I has been so a little too. bit on edge this this episode. So that was pretty nice. I don't know. We don't really learn anything new. We already knew that how he was killed. We knew he was stopped. We knew that he was left for 10 to 15 hours and then was put in a chair when the when the killer came back and then stopped some more to make it look like a home invasion. Um, so that 10 to 15 hours that he was away mm-hmm. gave him time to go to the center, grab a sweatshirt from Julio's locker, then come back dunk this in the blood okay is this where we can talk about timeline now yes yeah so i think he knew that something was going to happen to julio if he stole the the heroin who killed julio and it didn't go to the the gang he was killed by the gang it wasn't him who has the heroin the heroin is now in the possession of this guy what's his name fraser fraser so Frazier took it from Terry. From Terry. So Terry took it from Julio. But that's after Julio was dead. How did Frazier know Julio was dead? True, because Julio died 20 days earlier. Like three or four days earlier, or a couple days before Bancroft. This is why I'm confused. Like okay? a day and a half. I, I don't want to get caught True. up on it. But- no, I'm no, just confused as to why okay. Frazier went and got, I mean, I guess he wanted to frame Julio. So he's using his yeah. sweatshirt. Maybe he Who bound killed... him and kept him there before he killed him. I don't know. It you seems think odd. He... If he takes the heroin straight to the police, then they wouldn't kill him that day. I wouldn't think that. That it goes but missing. This is my question. Yeah, the timeline doesn't make sense. Julio was killed before Bancroft was killed, right? Yeah. So, but Terry just took the drugs off of Julio and brought it to his house. Because you, cause I was under the impression he would bring it home and then the next day bring it in to the cops. I would think that it would be even faster than that, probably. Or the day of. Straight to the cops. Yeah. But he apparently he he brought it home with him. He a break of heroin in their house. But I were to believe that he brought it home with him after taking it off of Julio. So how long did Terry Bancroft have this heroin in his house? That's odd. Especially if he's supposed to be taking it directly to the police because otherwise Julio will get killed for it. (sighs) Yeah, the timeline doesn't make sense. Especially because he would have to be killed... Unless it's a situation of. Okay, I'm listening. I have a thought. Okay, give it to me. Sock it to me. Okay. Julio 
So Terry Bancroft takes the heroin. Yes. From what's his face? Julio. From Julio. Hmm. Or Julia, whatever you want to say. <laughs> so takes the heroin from the kid. Yeah. Fraser's like, hey, let me take it to the pop the cops. I'll take it, no problem. Julio gets killed and goes missing. Terry is questioning Frazier. Where is what's his face? Julio. Julio. Where's Julio? Hashtag where's Julio? What happened to him? Yes. And realizes that Fraser did not take the heroin to the police, confronts him about it. That makes sense. Then that makes sense. Fraser kills him. Yeah. But Julio's already dead because and at that point he was already dead because he, the heroin was never taken to the police. Yeah. And that's why Terry Bancroft he lo- he was lost wondering. Yeah. yeah. And that's why Terry Bancroft's wondering, where's this kid? What happened to him? Maybe that's what happened. That would make sense. So so then we because, find out uh, that Frazier is a heroin addict or a junkie. Yeah. And Booth says that's why he wore his jacket all the time, I guess, to cover up his arms or because he was cold. I, I don't yeah. know. Are heroin addicts notoriously cold? I would think I don't know. if you're a heroin <clears throat> addict, it would be obvious. Like I would, I would have expected his character to be different. I thought he would be like, at least his skin would be more sallow. He'd have sunken eyes. He'd be more like skinny, um, those kinds of situations. But anyway, I love this thing. Carol, Caroline, she says something. Yeah, but she says something that did not age well. Like she says at this point that uh, because uh, when when Boo says he wore his jacket all the time, Mr. Barron hash uh slash uh ernie hudson objects to this he says you know assuming facts not evidence and then caroline says what do you mean the defendant has every needle disease in the book except hiv and i was like oops that doesn't age well caroline yeah we can we'll give her a pass though it's okay we will give her a pass because and we then love he her. says same objection Miss Julian seems to deeply desire to testify herself. I love them, the two of them. They were so funny. Oh, yeah. They they go so well off of each other. The judge is telling them to settle down because it's not a night at the improv. Yeah, because she's like, yes, I would like to testify because when I then I know the answers I was getting. I was just like, <laughs> oh, my God, Caroline. You're oh, so my funny. God. They were great. They were so yeah. funny. Very funny well, together. I think at this point, basically, we were just waiting for the waiting for the final decision. Hmm. But for some reason, Angela and Brennan are just walking close to the Royal Diner. They're approaching the Royal Diner. They're going to go for lunch there or something. I guess maybe while they're waiting for the decision to come back. And we find out that Brennan and Sully have still not slept together. Mm-hmm. And it's because Brennan is like, I think that he's not making a move because he has a small penis. <laughs> and Angela's like, okay, who cares? Like, it's how he uses it. So why don't you just like 
make the first move, sleep with him, take him for a test drive, and maybe you'll find out that he has a small penis, but who cares? Because he'll use it and it'll be great. I'll just say right now, the small penises are terrible. <laughs> Do you say are terrible? They're terrible. <laughs> yeah. I uh like okay will it make up for the fact that he's a subcompact <laughs> when she calls his penis a subcompact I was dead I'm gonna save my penis talk for another day maybe on our uh behind a paywall I could talk about some yes small ones <laughs> like micro one in particular it's it's absolutely and I knew somebody, I talked to them about this girlfriend of mine at the time. She's like, oh, yeah, we, we talked, we totally were like, because if you have a situation where it's like super, super small, super small, as a person who's in bed with that person, it's it's absolutely like, it's not mortifying. It's just like, oh, oh, God. And then you you can't say anything. You have to just keep going forward and then just like never talk to them again, basically, oh, and oh, never no. tell them why. It's it's not because of your penis. You can't say anything. You can't. That must be horrible, though, to live a life like that. You're like, oh, my God, I have to ignore. I have to ignore this thing that's in front of me <laughs> and pretend and pretend that this is enjoyable and then quickly leave. never come back oh my god yeah we need to do a full episode on this and this will be on our patreon eventually uh get that up and running oh my god okay okay i think we're almost done with the small penis talk thank god we're now with booth and gordon gordon and they're having some chinese food maybe it's from wong foos maybe perhaps this is when we find out that Booth is from the streets of Pittsburgh. Anyway, I he's like, where you get a sense of how the real world is. I was like, what? Okay. okay. Anyway, Wyatt is like, listen, buddy, you're like so upset about these entitled wealthy people. But have you yes. ever thought for a second that really we're not all that different? That everyone rebels and that we all have to overcome our upbringing. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. And you know what? As sexy as you look with this all black tie, and these <laughs> black socks, you really should just go back to your provocative belt buckles and your insane socks and your over the top ties because maybe it'll help you and then you won't be so butthurt about Hodgins and wealthy people. Well, he won't be so wound so tight wow. because yes. it's like, he's basically saying, maybe I went too far, like taking yeah, away these this. little pieces of rebellion. Maybe you need this to stay like on an even keel. Yes. So he's going back, he says, go back to your, your rebel, your rebellious uh, ties yeah. and belt buckles and stuff because he was basically saying like i confronted hodgins like i had like a physical confrontation with him which he totally did but it's like oh my god 
maybe you do need to have this like modern day cod piece on your belt yes that's what he calls the belt that's buckles. what he calls it because booth's like why why is why are my belt buckles provocative he says well it's like a cod piece you're like basically saying like look at my junk you know <laughs> and the way booth reacts like he pulls up his pants and he makes a face i love david's faces and i don't know man um what was it in the headless witch in the woods i just did a little video i'm gonna post it of his face like the way he reacts to something it just make the way he makes these faces i just love it oh my god no he is he's very expressive very interesting yes i like his character oh. also okay let's just get through this we can do it okay we can do, do it, it. Do it. Do it. Okay. Long, do it. long story short, um, they get back on the stand and it seems inevitable that this is going to happen. The defense attorney is like, oh, so Hodgins was involved and he was engaged to the victim's wife. So that's good. Um, we're going to obviously come back and move to dismiss all charges clearly after. We yeah. Because Hodgins. he picks apart all the evidence they just went over yeah. Saying every piece of evidence they talked about, Hodgins touched. Yeah. Therefore, it's inadmissible and everything should be thrown away because he, you know, it's like a conflict of interest. Exactly. And Hodgins so, fucked oops. it up. Oh, Hodgins totally fucked it's it up. And Caroline is pissed. Oh, so mad. She's pissed. She's like, I thought that it was like a typo on a search warrant that you didn't want to tell me about. I didn't realize that it was going to be a situation where he had the motive, he had actual motive to kill him right also zach brennan angela and cam are all at the courthouse i'm like why oh. do they not have work to do no they only work on one case at a time seriously no the the way that brennan was in season one alone she had like 18 things she was working on all the time yeah. she was writing a book she was looking at world war one uh, bones she was looking at that's true you know bones from like the 1200s and then she had a murder case it seems unlikely cam is not the slave driver but goodman was i guess no i guess not she's too soft if she slept with booth is it wrong to say slave driver probably maybe hmm. and yes i'm with you i love caroline she's funny big fan so basically they're back to square one they need they were they're given 24 hours to come up with additional information that has not been touched seen or anything has not been tampered or has not been connected to Hodgins at all. Zero connection. So they have 24 hours. And oh my God, they're freaking out. They're back at the lab. They're like, what are we going to do? Then they remember this fungus that Zach had found along the interior cervical vertebrae. So basically they end up looking at this evidence in between here, Hodgins resigns. He gives his letter of resignation. And Brennan's like, oh, I'm not accepting that. And Cam is like, well, thank you very much. <laughs> um, but basically, they're 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 talking and they agree that it's a specific strain of a fungus. And then Angela is like, I don't know, obviously spends all of her time with Hodgins and all the time that they spend it, it's not doing sex, it's learning terminology about fungi because she's like oh yes you see this fungus yes it's uh 
similar to this one because, well, uh, the high fae are septate and highline. And I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? She's using all these words. Zach and it's so funny. Like, what the hell? How much time are you spending with this guy? It's so funny. And I love it's this. so funny. When he, this is great. I love Angela. Like, I just love Angela being a smarty pants. But I also thought when Hodgins gave his letter to, letter of resignation to Cam, I was like, he's being such a drama queen. Throughout this whole episode, I kept writing my notes, fire him, fire him, fire him, because I just was so <laughs> mad about it. It's so stupid. Also, and then I'm, the, I'm, keep talking. I'm coming back. Okay. Then the music they're playing while he was handing his letter of resignation into Cam. I couldn't, it was like the saddest music, like it was Little House on the Prairie. I just want to say that Brittany just left me all alone and I feel so sad and lonely. <laughs> la, 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 la. I hear you the whole time. I <laughs> Thank God I didn't say anything mean. Jeez. I know, right? Like, bitch um okay can i just say the next scene i'm gonna talk about this after zach and angela work together to figure out this whole fungus situation the next scene is at the royal diner booth is seated he's sitting at the counter he's eating a slice of pie probably and having a cup of coffee he's reading a newspaper hodgins walks into the diner and approaches booth and he's being all sheepish you're saying is the pie any good and booth like completely snubs him and doesn't talk to him he's being like such an that. asshole so funny and then uh was it hodgins tells him that he handed in his letter of resignation to cam and then booth's response is you're an idiot you should have waited waited to get fired so you could at least get a severance package and i just felt like this whole thing like cut the tension well i love I like, it reminded me of like what an older brother would say to his younger brother, you know, yeah. like, you idiot, like you dumb asshole. And I just, I love it. And then, and then Hodgins is like, wants to make sure they're okay. Like he doesn't want Booth to be mad at him anymore. Yeah. And then Booth goes, what are we girls? And then he orders <laughs> up a piece of pie for Hodgins. Like they're not going to talk about it. He's just like, oh, yeah, a piece of pie and shut just up. Moving past it. No big but deal. What is this whole thing? with girls versus boys in this episode seriously know. there's multiple mentions of it what are we <sighs> girls but what, what do we do go to therapy <laughs> talk like, oh about my god you know how we're gonna bang my partner <laughs> and and how he has a micro penis <laughs> anyway oh my god so this again same idea go <laughs> And he's going to start spreading that micropenis rumor and how he has a big penis because Brennan needs that and not a micropenis. Anyway, okay, I'm done. Um, (laughs) So we're back at the courtroom and Caroline is addressing the jury and telling them about this new evidence. And Zach Addy is the one who found it. Angela identified it and Brennan realized the significance of it. So they are good to go. And together, all those pieces, even though they're only saying like a couple words or not a couple words, but like a a small sentence, it pieces together the importance of the fungus and how it got into the system. So basically what happened was when he stabbed the victim, he in the neck, he basically he nicked himself as well. 
it went into the bloodstream, but because the guy died so quickly, it basically gets caught. Like it doesn't go anywhere other than this one area that was pooled where the blood was because he was laying on his back. Okay. Did you do any research on this bacteria the fungus? or the fungus? No. I just don't understand. So they're saying that Fraser has this fungus on his body. He had it in his blood. So because it was just... in his blood, where he was, where the blood had pooled and he was laying on his back for like 10 to 15 hours, it gave the opportunity for the fungus to grow in that one spot. But it didn't spread throughout his body because his blood wasn't flowing anymore. But no, it but it's just the fungus itself. I'm just wondering about where it comes from. Like, why does Fraser have this fungus in his body? Oh, because it's maybe. found on the surfaces of walls of caves and in indoor air of buildings, including hospitals, soils, and bat dung. It was in his blood, though. A sugar cane farm in Egypt. His drug use. That's what I wondered if it had something to do with the heroin use. It's interesting. I'm just curious. I'm reading about this no, interesting, it's interesting fungus. It's wild how many fungi there are. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wild, and this is wild. like a very specific strain. So that's how they were able to. Yeah. It down. It's very, very specific. It's really cool. I'm reading about the morphology and the physiology, but I don't know. I wondered how it got on to into Robert Frazier, the accused here. It's like very opportunistic fungus. So yeah, it could be because Typ of typical the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, this crazy fact uh, has anyway, never presented sorry. before. But no, the uh, the judge is uh, happy with that because uh, yeah. Jack or Hodgins had nothing to do with it. Exactly. So basically, now they're just waiting for answers. Um which before I was saying that they were waiting for the decision, but they need, they weren't waiting for decision at that point. I guess they had just adjourned for the day, but now they're waiting for decision. I love how Hodgins is in the courtroom during all this. I wrote down yes. Hodgins is there unemployed. Why is he there? He's unemployed. He's got lots of time in his hands. Now. I wouldn't want to show my face when I nearly screwed up a case. So basically Caroline comes up and is like, yo, listen, also, right before this, we find out that she actually is mar was married to the defense attorney, and they have a daughter together that's like 20-something, is in university. <laughs> anyway. She's, no, she's like an MIT or something. Yeah, MIT, second year at MIT. Like, okay, obviously smart. Two lawyers for parents. So Caroline comes up and she says what we're all thinking. I love how I love this so much. She does such a good job. She basically is like, you need to get your shit together. But she calls like, it their sand. Get your sand. Get together, your sand together. Which is such a great saying. Great saying. And better than shit together. Um, she's basically saying, yeah, we might win. We might lose. But bottom line, you got to get it together because and then she starts listing all these things that they've screwed up recently. <laughs> she talks about how Booth dropped um, that serial killer off the Howard Epps off of the balcony. Yes. Kind of too soon, but that's fine. It's okay. Talks about how Angela blabs suspect names to eventual father. I don't think she actually did, but anyway, that's just my opinion. 
I agree. Um, Cam, how she cut into the head before she Should have, didn't yeah. follow protocol. So then she got poisoned and almost died. <laughs> Zach went and almost got himself blown up because he grabbed something that he shouldn't have. <laughs> and then Hodgins took that photograph from the frame because he's a freaking idiot. And, and then, then she circles back to Booth and is like, <laughs> and remember that car that you got smashed, even though it was perfectly <laughs> fine and you had no good reason to get it smashed. So she doesn't mention Brennan at all during this. Oh, I didn't even notice that. I was laughing so much because she, she basically twice. <laughs> just recapped the whole season in one statement. Like, she Oh yeah. One statement. And, and then. It's so true. Like they're totally fucking up everywhere. <sighs> and anyway, she basically says, "Like get it together." We, I know that Hodgins handed in his resignation. If we win the case, though, you have to give him his job back. And if we lose, then Booth will shoot him. So obviously, she's very confident <laughs> that they're gonna win. Uh, but well, I don't know. If she's confident. <laughs> she doesn't think that Hodgins should be fired. Yeah. So. Which, to, honestly, I think he should. 100% he should get fired. I don't think that he, he... I don't think his character would have done this to begin with. Regardless, exactly. So the bailiff shows up and he says, hey, the jury's back, whatever. They have yeah. to go get... They have to go face the music. And then I made a joke because the music they play is like, oh my God, the music's ridiculous. Anyway... There's less music out. in this episode than usual, though. Generally, I found. So they find the defendant guilty. So Robert Fraser is guilty. Courts adjourned. Great. Um, <laughs> I just want to say there's a few things that happen. <laughs> Booth is so happy. He pats, you know, Caroline's good job on the shoulder. Caroline, great. Hodgins looks at Clarissa. They smile at each other. Clarissa's suit is so ugly. I just want to say, like, how is this woman even remotely rich? And I just thought it was like That's this what grossest, disgusting suit you could ever wear. And then Cam is holding Hodgins's resignation letter in her hand. And she like tears it up in front of him, like, hey, I got you, man. Like, is she carrying around his letter? Like I know. She was That's waiting weird. For it. She's like, I'm ready. <laughs> That's so weird. So and weird. then and he's like, there's like this you. musical montage. And then the next scene, I love this so much. Oh God, there's that, a I'm shot. Laughing. This shot of the Royal Diner. And Gordon, Gordon and Booth are sitting in the window. And Booth is holding up all these ties. There's like eight ties across and his he's arm. he's asking Gordon, Gordon's opinion on which tie. But like, there's, they're not, you don't hear them talking. It's just like a, like this hilarious shot of them looking at ties. Oh it made this me whole laugh. montage is hilarious i thought it was so cute it's so cute so there's that and then the next is sully's basketball game and sully's coming off the court and brennan rushes over and gives him a huge kiss like yes basically makes out with him did you see the girl's face in the background no go and look right now Okay, I'm gonna go look right. I now. kept rewinding it back and forth. I should have taken a video of it and sent it to you. I was dying. I have something to say about this next little montage piece. Oh, you mean the photo? Well, I didn't see the picture, it? so I want to look at it because um, 
back at the lab, basically there's music playing and all these like little things like, oh, everybody's doing great. The next scene, they got Hodges and Angela sitting on a couch looking at a photo album or something that Hodges yeah. is showing her of old pictures of him. And I was so mad. I was like, why aren't they at his mansion in front of a big fireplace having wine yeah. and like hanging out? Like, I just thought this guy doesn't. What the hell? Uh, also, he hasn't talked to this guy in eight years. And he it's otherwise so would be up. married to Clarissa right now. But Terry and Clarissa had, like, Clarissa cheated on him with Terry. Like, that's not someone that he's friends with anymore. So why is he reminiscing and looking at pictures? Okay, wait. I got to see this, this girls in the crowd. Oh, my God. It's Hold hilarious. On. Okay, stand by. It's taking a minute. Uh, it's okay. Should I just move on? I'll tell you the next. They're thing. at the basketball game. That's and that's where making the face out. happens. Yes. Right. Okay. They're making out so while hard. you're looking that they're making out so hard. When while you're looking that up, oh look at God. her face. I thought that was hilarious. That was so great. So great. Um, basically it turns out, so Angela and Brennan are like chatting or whatever the next morning and turns out that, um, and for some reason, Brennan is making it with Sully in the lab, but whatever, that's fine. so much, so gross. It was like full on like, wow, wow, wow. I was like, simmer down. Jesus. It's a lot. And so Angela is like, okay, like what's going on? So obviously they boned. And apparently nicknames are opposites of what is actually the case. So um, peanut means big penis and curly is the name for the bald guy and tiny is the name for the fat guy. So they're all ironic nicknames. And Booth is like, hey, what does it mean that he doesn't? No, I love this. What you talking about? Like he wants to know. And then Angela asks Booth if he has a nickname. Oh my God. And he's like, oh, what have you heard? And he goes, why? What have you heard? I just want to say how amazing he looks in this scene. I'm sorry, but he looks so good. He does look pretty good. Oh God. Okay. So then for some reason, Brennan is like chatting. Angela leaves. And then Brennan's like, hey, hey, Booth, it's cool that you're wearing these um, fancy socks. And ties and belt buckles or whatever. So great. So great. Uh, yeah. So Sully and I had sex. And Booth is like kind of taken aback and is like, uh, oh, I just, I thought you guys already did that. Um, anyway, it's so awkward. He tells her we have a new case. So let's go. Um, and she leaves and gets, goes to get her like special boots for the case. And when she leaves, he like looks kind of like, almost like frustrated or like disappointed and then he's the, this whole episode ends with him being like yeah i'm gonna need a flashier tie like he needs something to like keep his emotions in check i'm then, sorry no no to me this is the beginning of booth actually showing that he's interested in brennan okay yeah he does look pretty good i will give you that that's where he's like why would you hear he's about like, me hey Okay, I hated. I didn't. Okay, can we just talk about quickly? Yes, he's gonna need a flashier tie, which is like. I was like, 
wasn't sure what that meant. Is like, is this because he has more rage because of Sully and Brennan? Like he's trying to like rebel more. He what? I didn't feel like he was super jealous in this episode. I thought he was I just uncomfortable. I've watched ahead. I know. Next episode, it's going to be all about this. It will. So for sure. And I watched ahead to double check. Because I was like, which episode is it? I thought it was this one. No, it's or actually it's the, next one. the Headless Witch in the Woods. The one uh, I just put out. I'm just going to say this. This is where it really, I think that's where it really starts. Yes. Because at the end of that episode, he gives her a hug. I'm only saying this because I literally just videoed, I just taped it or whatever, yeah. recorded it because I was like, I have to get this because he wants to give her a hug. She's like, that's not our relationship. He's like, this yeah. is a, a guy hug, whatever. So he gives her a guy hug. But then the last shot is of his face, like really, like he has this face of just like yes, this, this is, like emotional connection. This it's is not, not a guy, guy hug. hug. Exactly. No. So it's been going on. I hear what you're saying. It's coming. And he's trying to be cool. He's trying really hard to be cool about this Sully situation. I know. Yes. I think that he kind of fails a little bit. I think he's shortly. doing great. Right now right he's now. doing great. And I think he's respecting Brennan's boundaries. And I really appreciate that he is a guy who has an interest in a woman and is not disgustingly pushy about it. Yeah, he's not being like a total he's, weirdo about it. Yeah, he's just kind he's totally of like respectful. Understanding so. that he I think that he feels like he can't be with her. And he has yeah. to accept that she's going to be with other people and it's going to be hard for him, but he has to keep it together. Yes, exactly. How do we feel about this episode? It's okay. <laughs> I'm not I don't love Sully. I think he's a very nice guy. I don't think he's the one for Brennan. I don't love. I think it was directed really well. I think the let's talk about good. the director since you did. The some director research. is Dwight H. Little, mm -hmm. who has directed in total over 12 seasons. He directed 23 episodes of Bones. What? Yeah. Wow. So it starts with the woman in the car in season one. Then wow. the mansion in this season. Yeah. And he does one in th season three, one in season four. And then he and goes then crazy. And then in season five, he does four episodes. Okay. And then in most of the seasons after that, he's, he does two or three episodes a season. Wow. Okay. Okay. So they really liked so, him. Yeah. So he, and I, I really do like his direction. I think the fact that I didn't like this episode that much isn't because of, the director or the writing it's just a personal preference because i was kind of like well, it's definitely the writing because it's about the story yeah it's yeah the story. true yeah maybe the writing i didn't did like okay like the whole solely dick thing i could live without that whole yeah. storyline i don't know this hodgin situation i think was so I'm so out of character. Uh, it was like, what's that called? Shoehorned. It was like shoehorned in there. Yeah. And I don't know that it, it didn't serve the character. It didn't 
give me anything. There was no chemistry between him and Clarissa. I mean, it'd be one yeah. thing if he like saw her and they like fell back in love or something. Like it would be totally a different situation. Yeah. And but it like nothing... challenged his and Angela's relationship. Exactly. Or but nothing happened. Nothing happened. No. And Angela's like fine with it. And it's just like, yeah. well, yeah, okay. He was engaged eight years ago. Of course, Angela's fine with it. Like, yeah, it was eight like, years ago. Greg was married, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what am I supposed to say? Oh, I can't be with you anymore. Like, come on. No, but I just think like there was no conflict like her. That's the issue with Sully and Brennan, too. They have no conflict. Yeah, there's no. Uh, chemistry. And Brennan, they like bicker at each other. And it's, like it's not even of... the bickering. It's how they challenge just, each other they're challenging each other yeah like making Whereas, each other question like their motives and intentions and like wondering like oh maybe i'll change my perspective on something blah 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 but sully is very easy and and just accepting of of brennan and who she is and everything she's about and she's accepting of him it's a very adult relationship i'll give her that yeah. but it's boring as hell yeah I'm, I'm glad you. he has a big dick. At least there's that. Jesus. I know. Good for her. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a strange, because I love Caroline. I love her and Ernie Hudson together. I loved uh, Booth in this episode was yeah. wonderful. I thought he was, he looked amazing. I don't, know, you, I don't think you mentioned if you liked how he looked. Listen, baby, I am, I am such a, I listen, I'm terrible, right? But. To, no, I just thought he looked so good in this episode. He did least. look really good. He did something. He looked to well his put skin. together. It's like some he got a facial or something. Like somebody did something to his skin because he looks so good. And the direction was fun. I loved what they did. I love what they yeah. did. I love the courtroom scenes, especially. I thought that was, it was really cool. So I love a courtroom drama. Give me a courtroom drama any day. Same. <laughs> It was good. It was all right. The episode itself was good. Just maybe the writing. The story. Just, the story. The story wasn't strong, you know. Still an enjoyable episode, though. Well, We're obviously. It, but obviously yeah. we, we still love Bones. All good. Yes. So. And I'm looking forward to the next episode where apparently I'm going to yes. see Booth get really jealous. And I'm looking forward to it. Text I think it'll be me. Oh, honey, when I start, I'll be like, oh, my God. Ah! I text Brittany all the time. I send her pictures. I love so it. funny. So funny. It's so great. And I'm like, I told you. Or, I oh. know. <laughs> On that note. Yes. I'm ready. I want to thank everybody for joining us for this episode of Squintcast. Squintcast. <laughs> we did okay. <laughs> Bye. See you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Squintcast with me, Kelly Booth, and my and your new friend, Brittany Elsner. The Bones theme is performed by The Crystal Method. They can be found on Instagram and YouTube at The Crystal Method and at thecrystalmethod.com. Intro and outro music is by Twisterium at Pixabay. Cover art was done by Irena Dolance-Stajan. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Squintcast. Email us at squintcastpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at fab underscore empire underscore 
on Instagram and TikTok. Brittany is at Brittany81523 on Instagram. See you next time. Hodgins!